Blog Talk Radio. All right, it's SBP time. Welcome back to the Sports Bob Podcast, where we do it up live almost every week. We try to get it in for you. Um, catch us on Facebook, man. Catch us on Facebook. I'm just going to lead off with that. We're, we're steadily growing. Appreciate all the new members. Uh, but this here is where we do the podcast, the Sports Bob Podcast, the SBP as we call it. And I can never, ever get it done the proper way without my boy Source. What up, man? Prime. Let's do a quick test. You. Can What's you up? hear me better here? Or can you hear me better here? I hear you pretty well both ways, but the first one was uh, was a little bit clearer, bro. First one it is. Appreciate that. Okay. Feeling good, feeling great. Excited about this NBA action. Playoffs going crazy already. Ain't been before games, and it's already going crazy. Super crazy. And I'm going to go ahead and put it out to you right now so you know. So you know. Bro, Uh-oh. you're going to have to carry us today, bro. You're going to have to carry us today. I'm hurting, man. I messed around <laughs> and hung out with my main man, one of my favorite, one of our guys, our group members in the Sports Bar Podcast group on Facebook, Mr. Arvin Jackson, for his birthday. Oh, no. Dog, I am felt like I just got in the house, man. I'm hurting bro, this morning. <laughs> Dang, so, bro. I'm gonna let you know right now, so that I'm gonna put it out there. You, you, you anchoring things for real today, bro, man. But I, I, we, we're gonna push through. We're gonna push through. I, I got to do it, man. I got to do it. Dang, no doubt. Well, happy, happy <laughs> belated, happy belated to Arvin Jackson, aka. The low rent Jazzy Faye. That's what I'm gonna start calling <laughs> the low now, rent Jazzy one. Faye. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got that similar look, you know. But anyway, yeah. So y'all, hold on. Before we even get to the basketball, I mean, where were y'all? Not that you don't have to tell me where you were, but you know, what was going on? If it's oh, PG no. thirteen. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to keep it that way, right? <laughs> but nah, nah, we were, uh, nah, we were at uh, sixty-three thirty-five over on the south side. Um, shout out to Bird. first of all, shout out to Melissa, uh, Melissa Jackson, my people's Arvin's uh, beautiful wife, man. She she threw him a surprise joint, had me involved um, a little bit because uh, she don't know none of his school people, you know, people he went to school with, so. Um, right. Always a great time we get together. So she got me to round up folks that you know that I knew. She rounded up folks that they knew together and folks she used to work with. And man, it, it, it was it was a nice event. Stayed not longer than I thought I was gonna stay, but that's because I was having a, a good time, man. But I but I'm hurting, man. I I don't want to see no hen today. I don't want to mm-hmm. see. Well, well, I ain't gonna say I won't see no brew because I know I'm gonna be drinking brew later. That, that's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I'll be out right there, but. Um, what I'm trying to figure out is how I'm gonna make it through the movies today. I told I told my lady we're going to the movies today, right? Which we are, but bro, I'm urging. I'm gonna have to push the time back a couple of hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be all good though, man. So shout out to my brother Arvin Jackson, man, for sure, for sure. But we got lots to talk about, man. So I guess we can dip right on into this here NBA because as you hit me up last night. Bro, we got a lot to talk about, man. And mm-hmm. First off, without a doubt, first off, let us get into the Nets and the Sixers, man. 
What happened to Philly yesterday? That's a great question. What happened to Philly yesterday? Brooklyn happened to Philly. Apparently, uh, I didn't get the memo. Brooklyn is all right. I've been saying all season. I didn't think they were as good as their record. I mean, I think they're a decent team, but I don't. I mean, getting out of the first round, I don't. I didn't see happening at all at that sixth seed, especially. But Brooklyn has come out to play. Everybody from from D'Lo leading the squad with 26 to uh, Levert stepping up with, with 23 and four, and especially. 804 on Ed Davis with 12 and 16. He got hurt uh, in the third quarter, so he went out early, but still ended up with 12 right. and 16 and had a, a a big game off the bench. So shout out to him definitely. But it's rough when the Sixers fans are booing one of their players in the first game of the playoffs. Like I don't understand that, but it is Philly. So what can I say? I dare you say it is Philly, right? I, you you caught that. It is Philly. And that's what they do down there. But look, man, what's Tobias Harris with four points? What, what did I miss here? Because I'll be honest with you, most of these games yesterday I was kind of in and out on because I was trying to watch a couple of games at work. And then I came in. I'm getting ready for the party. And then, I mean, they did now. They did have TVs on last night. Um for the late game, but of course, that really wasn't no game, as we'll get into a little bit later. But what did I miss? Tobias Harris, four points in this game, and it ain't like the dude didn't play. He he played. Um, I expected a bigger out, you know, output from him. I mean, Jimmy Butler was fine. MB was okay. I still don't think he's 100% healthy. But Tobias Harris, what was going on with that? Well, I think it's, it's kind of like uh, get in where you fit in type thing, but it looks like at this point where Brown's saying I'm Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris as far as usage because Butler Butler led the squad with 36 points. So actually, actually yesterday I was watching uh, I watched a little bit of NBA TV and the question was asked, who is your second go-to guy? behind him right. for, for the Sixers. And Isaiah Thomas, the original, real Isaiah Thomas, said that it was Jimmy Butler. And D. Scott, Dennis Scott said it was Tobias Harris. Now, <clears throat> yesterday, I was thinking thinking Tobias Harris was going to be the, the second guy because he's a proven scorer consistently. Jimmy Butler, right. not as consistent as scoring, but he does show up in, in big games, crunch time, you know, things like that. The point that Isaiah made was that Jimmy Butler can get his own shot. Uh, you know, no help, no screen, no nothing, just out there, which is true. Not that Tobias Harris can't, but Jimmy Butler can more consistently get his own shot as opposed to needing set plays or coming off a pick or anything from anybody else. So maybe that is the approach the Sixers are taking and, and letting Jimmy Butler get that second spot as uh, behind Embiid as the the guy. Well, they got to figure something out real quick, man. Cohesiveness, who's going to do what? They got to figure it out because uh, there's no way that they should lose this series to this team. Now, I'm not down in the team. You know that um, I don't like to shout out Brooklyn too much because I'm a Knicks fan, but you know I've been kind of riding towards the end of the season. 
<laughs> I've been kind of riding to the end of the season, and I've been talking good about them and how good I felt they could be um, if they were all the way healthy. And you look at their guard play, man. They, you know, Dinwiddie, very well, 18 points yesterday. Uh, your boy, uh, Levert, uh, 23 points yesterday. And then, of course, your boy D'Lo, he did what he does, um, you know, putting it out there and doing this thing. We talked about him. He got 26. We've been talking about him all year, man. But if you look at what um, Dinwiddie did, Dinwiddie generally plays well against Philly. If you go back and look at all the games that they played this year, I think he's averaging right around 20, maybe just over 20 points a game against them. So he's had some good games against Philadelphia this season. So that's going to be something to watch. My only thing is I said that if, you know, if the Nets were going to have a chance in this series, they have to play better than – their bench has to play better than Philly's bench. And we saw that start yesterday with, you know, the couple of the guys that I just mentioned. Because if you look down at the Philly bench now, we last year we might have said something a little bit different, but you're looking at this squad now and you start looking at Cats. Um, what's your uh, Marjanovic, whatever, or T.J. McConnell? Not really striking fear in anybody. So if it gets to the benches, I think that the Nets can could possibly push this thing out. I just really don't expect it to happen. Um, but I am going to say I'm going to give them one more game in this series before uh, Philly takes it on. I'm with you, but uh, I'm concerned. I'm not going to be overly concerned about Philly. I'll be concerned about this series, just generally speaking, just because of the, the matchup. Like, NBA's going to get his regardless of who they're playing. But the the Nets are not very good against big men. So, and he was already going to get his one way or the other. It's still going to come down to, to that, uh, the others. Like I said, Butler led the squad in points, and B's not healthy, but he still had 22 and 15. It's going to take one more person to step up into that role uh, to get that 15 to 18, you know, points there. And if Boban is outscoring you by nine points, then, then there's a problem. <laughs> Boban had 13, while Harris had four. So, long way to go, but game one was not good for the Sixers. All right. Magic and Raptors, another shocker. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, before we did this podcast, well, before yesterday, anyway, I had the Raptors sweeping this with no problem. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't have the Magic win a game. But when you get in a game source and you have the balanced scoring that they had yesterday, seven players in double figures, um, yeah, yeah, you got a shot to make, you know, to make some noise, man. Yeah, I think I think the strategy for Toronto kind of backfired uh, because mm. normally Orlando is Luke, and then whoever else gives you fifteen, eighteen, whatever the case may be, is no telling who it's going to be. But Luke is going to get most of the touches, most of the shots, and you know most of the attention. Not yesterday. Uh, I think he had what eleven. I think he had eleven points, something like that. And that you know. He, I, don't know. What, I think I'm thinking off top. He averages probably 22, 23 a game, but he right. put up 11 yesterday. And to to hear that they held him to 11 and Toronto still lost is kind of crazy. But we see where the disparity was or disparity is, and it is one the the good play of DJ Augustine, but the other 
<laughs> playoff version of Cal Lowry. Woo! <laughs> Zero, man. Donuts. Like, what is, what's up with this dude in the playoffs, man? Like, every year, it's, it's something with him in the playoffs. You know, it, it's this. One year was, uh, it was because DeRozan uh, played differently and, and, and Kyle wasn't getting his opportunities. Another one was because, you know, Kyle looked shook in playoff time. To come out with a zero, man, like, what's going on with this dude, man? This has not helped his, uh, it's just not a good look for him. It's not a good look for him. I wonder, like, you know, but I wonder if the emergence of Pascal Siakam mm-hmm. is a problem. Because Siakam has been balling all season. For me, he's the uh, most improved player. I know it'll probably end up going to D'Lo because he's got more of the attention, straight for the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. But Siakam is the most improved player because half the people listening probably three-fourths of the people listening had no idea who this guy was or what he looked like before. But True. probably a third of the way through the season, and he has balled out all year. Balled out to the point where Ibaka has gone to the bench and Siakam's been starting lineup consistently uh, since they added Gasol as well. No doubt, no doubt. And he's playing so well this year, he's forcing me to say his name right. Because, you know, before then, you know, before he uh, went on this little surge and, and put his, threw his hat in the uh, bed for the uh, most improved player, I should say, I, I'm, I'm pronouncing this, this this dude's name all wrong, bro. Like, I don't <laughs> sick sick of I Like, I don't know. But he's forcing us to pronounce his name right because his game is right. You like that, right? <laughs> for sure, no man. Doubt. Dude been balling. The dude was balling, man. But, yo, yeah, just me trying to get my Mark Jackson, a.k.a. Clyde Frazier on, you know, fitting <laughs> like that. But, it, but, but anyway, yeah, so shout out to him. He was very efficient from the floor. Uh, shot about 50%. Um, Leonard was 10 of 18. But they just couldn't, they couldn't get anything else going um, the way they wanted to. What I'm trying to figure out is when is one of the things really going to kick in uh, or how long in the playoffs before we get a couple of really, really good games for Mark Gasol. And don't get me wrong. We know what Mark Gasol could do. It's only been one game. But I'm thinking somewhere in these playoffs, and it, the way things went yesterday, it might have to be in this series. We might have to get one of those, uh, you know, 25 to 28-point games from Gasol to push him over the hump. Uh, but – I don't know. I don't expect the Magic to win another game in this series. Um, I didn't have them winning this one, but I don't expect them to win another one. I think they correct all the problems. I don't know if Kyle Lowry will have a great shooting percentage, but I don't think we're going to see any more donuts from him. Uh, no more 0-7s and, and all that. No more 0-6s from a three-point line. I think they're going to get it together, but I think the Magic had their fun yesterday, but I don't have them winning another game. My man, who we haven't even mentioned, Kawhi Leonard going for 40 in game two to set the tune and get things back on track. Soon mark it down. It's on tape. Kawhi Leonard, 40 points next game against <clears throat> Orlando. Unless it turns into a complete blowout early. But other than that, Kawhi going for 40. Put it down. Y'all write that down, folks. Write it down. Put it in your phones. Put it in the notes, whatever. You heard what Sore said. The man going out like that. And he going out hard. Next up, 
let's just go to the Spurs and Nuggets, man. And uh, I will say again, I was quite surprised in this one. Uh, well, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised at a, at a, at a pop coach team, but I've been as uh, uh, not excited, I guess is a term I could use, about this Spurs team as I have about a Spurs team in a while. Even though they haven't been winning it, uh, they haven't been making their trips to the finals, and there's nothing uh, very flashy or eye-catching about what they do. Um, I just haven't been as big on this particular squad, and I expected them to have some problems. But they pulled out the win yesterday. Decent uh, games by your boy L.A. and also DeRozan. Yeah, and, you know, it was all right. They did okay. Uh, Aldridge got in foul trouble early here, three probably midway through the second quarter, three fouls midway through the second quarter. The difference, and here's the thing. On one side, you have people who say a balanced team is great, that's the thing, blah, blah, blah. On the other side, you have, well, there's nobody that can take that lead. There's no guaranteed guy offensively to put up the numbers, so that might be a problem. If you look at how we talked about Brooklyn, or excuse me, how we talked about Orlando yesterday, their thing is not being balanced, but they were balanced yesterday and it worked out for them. Brooklyn is more of a balanced team, and uh, I mean, it's, it's D'Lo, but it's more of a balanced offense. You never know who you're going to get 20 from, but somebody's going to give you 20 off the bench or, or secondary or third score. Now, Denver's whole makeup is balanced. That's what it is. Because you can take away four guys, and one of them can kill you. Any of them, anybody in the, in the starting five can give you 25 on any given night. The question is, who is going to give you 25 on any given night? And last night, even though my man Nikola Jokic put up the triple double, he wasn't necessarily attacking the basket to score. That's, I guess that's how he ended up with 14 assists. And it looked good. I mean, to me, he played well. And, and even Gary Harris has stepped up and, and put up buckets, and he hasn't played well since he come back from injury. But a minute. The problem is nobody really took the reins and it ended up catching up with them. They waited a little too late and San Antonio was up pretty much the whole game. You know, it was a close game, but San Antonio was up pretty much the whole game and it was pretty much everybody for San Antonio played well. And again, it was balanced. 18 from DeRozan, 15 from L.A., Forbes had 15, uh, Derek White had 16, and Brudy Gay had 14. So they had the balance scoring. And I got to tell you, as much as I love Denver, as much as I love Denver, nothing about this game was surprising. There was no nothing surprising. This is the one series, of, like we've only had four games so far. Three of them, the lower right. seed or the, the higher seed, the worst seed has won. This one is not a surprise at all because it's the veterans who have been through all of it against the young dudes who only person that's been really through it, like you're talking about, is Millsap. So that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, San Antonio winning will not be a surprise at all because as good as Denver is, they're still young. So I don't know, man. This is going to be a tough series, though. It's going down. It's going down to the wire. A lot of people have the sentiment that this might be the 
I don't want to say, well, I can say weakest, number two uh, seed or Western Conference seed, maybe any seed that we've seen in a while, uh, but definitely in the Western Conference, man. Just not just not enough, man. And I agree with you about, with them about trying to find somebody to take the ranks. But your boy, though, your boy got, I know the stat line was pretty, but he got to do better than 10 points, though, so he got to do better than 10 points. I don't yeah. care what the rest of the sideline looks like. I'm not saying the man got to get 30, but Jokic, I mean, you got to give me 18 minimum. I mean, that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. if they're going to win this series. I mean, you go into this series, you only lost the game by five. You know, and you can look at it a number of ways. Without his contributions on the boards, um, the assists, and all that, they may not have the game might not have been as close. Or you can look at it as if he could have chipped in a few more and got things going, maybe been a little more aggressive. Um, you know, even because he put his head down a little bit. He went 0 for 3 from from the three-point line. I think he put his head down a little bit, and he just wasn't aggressive, you know, through the rest of the deal. I, mean, I think nine overall field goal attempts. So uh, 10 points ain't going to cut it, even if they're playing, even, you know, even if they are the number two uh, seed in the West or coming out of the West. So um, last night, man, I mean, really won't much to talk about. It was a Steph Curry show. Um, I saw enough of that. Uh, but I had the uh, Henny on ice in my hand. Uh, I mean, it was ugly for why I even left the crib. Like, it, it didn't look good. It looked good in spurts. But by the time I got to my destination to kick it with the birthday boy, uh, it was it was pretty ugly, man. Um, and Steph just lit it up. Um, or should I say Stephen? Have you ever noticed when they when they say his name at home games, it's Stephen? <laughs> Stephen <Yeah>. Curry. Like, <laughs> like you, when you go on the road, most times it's Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it, it, it was crazy. But we heard a lot of stepping last night, and that's really all they needed, to be honest with you. Big man was having fun pulling threes out there. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was, it was was ugly. Yeah, it was it was the Stephen Curry show. Um, but the interesting or the, the fun part of the game was the dust-ups between Kevin Durant and Patrick Beverly as they both got ejected <laughs> from the game. Uh, well, first, Boogie fouled out. Boogie fouled uh-huh. out early. I think it was like seven, it was between seven and nine minutes left in the game, and Boogie fouled out. He was out of there. But after that, you had um, KD and, and Patrick Beverly. You know, Patrick Beverly is all about irritating people, and he's, he's good at it. And he got... Got at KD. KD got back at him. Beverly was on the floor. KD kind of stood over him. He was talking. And Beverly, you know, he's going to get up and try to get back in his face. I and mean, that's just who he is. And uh ref was like, yeah, bro, I had enough of this. Both y'all out of here. So that was the end of that. I think it's going to be tightly a referee game or a series from this point out, especially game two. I think you come out being extra in game two, you're going to get a T real quick, regardless of who it is. So I think you're going to set the tone in game two. Either way, it's not going to matter. I mean, those things are going to run through LAC. I'm proud of LAC for even getting to this point, even making the playoffs, especially after a lot of people thought they had thrown in the town when they traded Tobias Harris to Philly, yet Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, a lot of people did. So, But Danilo Gallinari stepped up uh, for the rest of the season. And Lou Williams, for the most part. And, of course, Montrezl Harrell off the bench. Well, Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell off the bench. And they actually had 25 and 26, respectively. 
but it wasn't enough. Not going to be enough this season. Uh, Golden State on cruise. Oh, they definitely going to cruise, man. But you mentioned cats like Montrez Harrell. Um, a good thing about games like this, so it's at least people get to see some really good players that they never really talk about and some may not really heard of it so much other than the stat line. Um, and, and I really like this kid, Montrez Harrell, very active around the basket. Um, he looked really good last night, um, you know, especially during the pick and roll. Your boy had it working. Him and Lou Williams had it working. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's a good thing about games like this. You get to see players like this that um, you may not be really accustomed to seeing unless you're, you know, a diehard fan of that team. Or uh, you manage to stay up late when a, a team like this on the West Coast plays a lot of games. Or maybe you're just in a daily fantasy. But I really like that kid. And then Lou Williams, man. You know, you can ask the question, how in the world is it that Lou Williams – is comes off the bench like should he should he be starting but this is maybe just his niche i mean some people they just yeah he we know lou williams can start uh very calm game uh very controlled game i mentioned how, how good he is uh, addition and rocking the pick and roll he can't score um, did his thing last night uh what was when he leading score i believe last night so yeah i mean it's good to be able to see those players, but it's just ugly that you got to play a team that's going to, you know, they're they going to sweep these people. Barring a couple of major uh, injuries or, or some cautiousness by Steve Kerr, uh, yeah, they're going to get swept by Golden State. And I'm pretty much, I think we both pretty much agree on that. Yep. Yeah, out of here. Yeah, I mean, you can't be a team like them that's not, that they have great defensive uh, defensive efficiency, which um, they weren't that great at that during the regular season and expect to be a, a squad that can score from anywhere to any time with just about anybody. So let's move on to the day's games. The one everybody's eyeing, the Celtics and the Pacers. And when I say that is because there are some people who's like, well, Celtics are getting playoff mode things will come together and they'll do it. But there's some people that truly believe that the Pacers could give them a problem. I don't know how sure I am about that source. Are you coming to, uh, I mean, you coming to the season with your leading score. Well, uh, we know, of course, who their leading, who, who their guy was before he got hurt, before Vic went down. But Bogdanovic comes in at 18 points a game. Um, I just don't know if that's going to be enough against these Celtics, but we're going to see. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough series, a hard-fought series, both ways. And if Boston doesn't come in with the with the killer mentality, Indiana could give them a problem. I just don't see it happening because, again, there's there's no lead. Uh, and if you're rocking with Bogdanovich, I don't know that that's going to be enough to get you to the second round. But well, I, I think even even with the issues, even with the issues, uh, Smart being out, you know, Tatum's kind of banged up. I mean, half of Boston is banged up. But I don't think that this is the series where all their deficiencies will will show. I think they'll be able to make it through this one, uh, get into that next round. But that's when the problems come out because that's going to be a whole another beast right there. Uh, but we worry about that, you know, down the road. But yeah, I'm with Boston. With Boston on this one. You giving Indiana any games? Yeah, yeah, I'll get that one. That one, one. They might win two. But I think all in all, 
there's nothing that they can really do with Kyrie. And it, it's going to depend on, as far as this series, it's going to depend on how Boston approaches it. Next series, they just might lose just because they're not as good as the other team, whatever the case may be. But this series, Boston should be able to handle Indiana. But I got to give some love to Indiana just because I didn't expect the Pacers to stick around after Oladipo went out. They were at their, what, the three. They were number three uh, yep. for a long time after Oladipo went out, before he went out and after he went out. They stayed right in that same lane. So that was very surprising to me. But they fell out a little bit. You know, it didn't take much to fall to the five spot, which is where they are. Yet, I'm still surprised. I thought they would fall all the way out. So respected them for even uh, maintaining that much. I agree. I agree. Probably to me the most fun one to watch. And if you ever think about it, we get that right here on ABC we, at uh, at three thirty, man. OKC and Portland. I think this is going to be a super fun series, man. Like you got a lot of style power on uh, on both squads. Uh, we got PG, we got Westbrook on one end, we got our dude Dame on the other end. Um, McCollum is back. I don't know how healthy he is, but. You know, there's a lot going on there, man. I, I pretty To me, it's going to be the guard show. That's pretty much what everybody's watching. It's going to be the guard show. Uh, but fun series, man. Who you got in this one? Man, listen. OKC is in a good spot because of the, uh, you know, and until right now, I didn't think about the other point that I'm making a second. But because of the loss of Nurkish for Portland, I think that OKC right. is in a very good spot. But it just yeah. crossed my mind that Portland uh, well, OKC has to deal with former Thunder and it's Cantor. I didn't think about the fact that Cantor played for OKC until <laughs> right now. Which is, it may be it may be interesting. It may give him some some fuel. Not that he hasn't played well. He plays he plays fine. But I mean, he's not Nurkic. Like don't don't get it twisted. Nurkic plays offense and defense, and is a, a very good passer. Either way, Dame is it's all it's all going through Dame one way or the other. Dame's taking shots. Dame's you know. Portland is the the lowest assist team in the league for a reason because they play a lot of one on one. It's you know Dame gets to Brock does his thing, CJ gets to work, does his thing. And especially without Nurkis. So that that whole mentality, I don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna fly through this series, especially with McCollum coming off of uh injuries, just getting back, played a couple games, seems to be okay, but he's gonna have to deal with Paul George mm. most likely. Mm. Regardless, like not that Westbrook is a great defender, but he's a great competitor. So that's one problem right there. Dame still won't get his buckets. But where those second secondary buckets are going to come from, I don't know, man. But I know on the OKC side, as long as Russ stays in his lane that he's been in for this whole season, which is, even though he's, he's an MVP candidate for some, the team runs through Paul George, and they, they are better for it this season. Um, this I'm going OKC in the series. I'm going OKC in this one and I think it's going to be a great series I wish Nurkic was there, was there it would be even better 
But if Portland loses for a second year in the first round as the highest seed, Lord, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with you. I'm going with OKC in this series. Just basically, it's just hard for me to ride with uh, my dude CJ and them when I don't know his status. Uh, Paul George bringing every bit of those 28 points a game to this series. And then they've got the, th- the thing with OKC, they've got other guys that when you sleep, you know, we talked about, um, like we were talking about uh, Toronto earlier. We talked about your boy Siakam, right? Nobody really talks mm-hmm. about him, right? We know, we know that, you know, Kawhi is going to do his thing, and then, you know, they might have a good game from a player here too. But then Siakam is that guy that nobody really talks about. Well, you go down and look at, you know, uh, you know uh, a cat like uh, any given night could be Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant can have a decent enough game for this squad, whereas you may not talk about him because he didn't get the 40 points, you know, that Paul George got, or he didn't have the big night, but he quietly, quietly, you know, has a good game. Uh, Steven Adams, uh, we know what Steven Adams is about. They've just got a host of guys that can play pretty well on any given night and to be complimentary, um, and I just think they have more of that than what Portland has. That's just pretty much it for me outside of the obvious stars on the court. So I, I do expect this to be um, entertaining, um, a very good series. I do think that, you know, Portland's not going to fall flat on their face in this one. They're going to have their games. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be surprised if this game, if this series was to go to the hill. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if this went the entire series when we had to have a deciding game. But uh, so I'm not gonna really pick how many who's you know how many Portland's gonna win in this one. But I'm still obviously rolling with OKC in this one. I just think, as you mentioned, they are in the perfect spot. The way the dominoes are falling for them and uh, where they landed in the playoff. I'm with it. All right. So next up, who we got next? The Detroit Milwaukee. Um, just flat out, Milwaukee gonna beat the brakes off these people. Detroit crawled into the playoffs. Once again, we are very unsure of the health of Blake Griffin. I'm not sure, and there's no disrespect to Blake, but if he was healthy, I don't know uh, how much it would matter. You got cats on your squad that think they're better than they are, like Reggie Jackson. Like, it's just not enough on this team for them to be able to complete, compete with Milwaukee. Uh, you know, Coach, you know, Coach, Coach Bud, he was have his guys out there doing what they do. They're just going to play basketball, as I mentioned earlier in the season. Um, he's kind of changed the way they play. He wants to let the ball fly, put the ball up in the air, take the jumper, take the three, and everything else will take care of itself. The spacing will come there for Giannis. You know, Giannis is not going to blow you away shooting the three, but Giannis can get to the rack. Um, he's very active around the room. He's one of the best. Should be co-MVP, as you and I talked about, and I expect him to fully dominate I mean, he might put up some unreal numbers against Detroit in this series. 60 wins on the season for the Bucks. I don't know, Detroit, but they're 41-41. That's what they call them. Uh, watching them, you, would, you wouldn't even think that Detroit was a playoff team, but they made it in. So, respect to them, I guess, for making it to the playoffs. Uh, this is not going to, I mean, you know, ain't much to say. They're going to get dragged. No wins. You ain't, got, you ain't got no wins in your casa or your casa. <laughs> it don't even matter who casa it is. This joint is a sweep. Mark it down. Milwaukee's on the mission, and they are going to be sitting there waiting for their round two opponent. No doubt. 
Your boy uh, Giannis got the triple G. Lead him in points, lead him in rebounds, and lead him in assists. What more can you ask for? And there, there'll probably be a game or two in this series, whereas I mean, I'm talking about the numbers he's going to put up. But he's probably going to be end up on the bench because I expect some ugly games out of this one. Uh, man, the Bucks are just too good, and the Pistons are uh, just lucky to be here. So, yeah, we agree on that. They're getting, they getting swept in this one off top. Yep. And then that leads us to – what does that leave us? Utah and Houston, right? Uh, they'll be getting yes, it on um, tonight. Could be a pretty good series. Um but Houston, Houston, they seem to love to try to find a way to slow down James Harden. And this is the time that we're really going to watch James Harden because people say when he gets to the playoffs, he's going to start to run out of steam. And you go against a team that's as good defensively as the Utah Jazz, I'm just very curious to see uh, what strategies they implement to try to slow down uh, James Harden. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a good series. Uh, some people think it's gonna be a wash, and it it very well could be. So Houston was just uh, what two games ago, and and contention for the number two seed, they have fallen out to the number four seed. But it doesn't really matter this round. Uh, one way or the other, they're gonna have a tough series, regardless of whether they played. They were at the two. They would have played San Antonio. That might be a little easier for them as Harden would take more advantage of those guards. But these guards, well, anyway, Donovan Mitchell and then uh, Joe Jingles. Jingles. Oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. No, not Rubio. I don't want to talk about Rubio. That was was my guard, (laughs) I should have said. (laughs) Rubio's not a terrible defender. He he, he can't do nothing with with James Harden. But uh, Mitchell's going to give him a problem, especially Joe Ingles, though. Joe Ingles is going to cause issues. Uh, I saw something interesting. Uh, last game of the season, it was Utah and LAC. And at the end of the game, Patrick Beverly and Jay Crowder were talking. And I'm pretty sure they were talking about how to defend James Harden. And Patrick Beverly was kind of giving Crowder some pointers. So I think it's going to be a lot of Crowder in this series. Well, it will need to be a lot of crowd in this series because the foul, I mean, the fouls are going to come, you know, and Mitchell's going to be more focused on the offense than defense. He's going to have to lead the squad on the offensive end, definitely. So I think uh, that's going to bring a lot of times where Crowder is out there. So it's between Crowder and Ingles for the most part, dealing with James Harden. It's going to be something, man. Let's not sleep on the... Uh, the, the one of the best point guards ever in the league who I still don't understand why people uh, argue this point but Chris Paul My dude. is right My there dude. and he's going to be a problem for for Utah the best thing going for Utah is well two things I mean they're, they're, they're going to play hard and be competitive regardless but Rudy Gobert is going to be in that lane and there's not going to be a million layups to be given like, Harden goes to the bucket constantly on whoever and wherever. But it's not going to be a lot of layups in this series, which is why I think it's going to come down to Clint Capella and his contributions on the boards. I think he's going to get buckets just because Gobert is going to be drawn to to the lane, to the, you know, the driver. I think it's just going to be oops to Capella. I think he's going to have, like, 
18 and 18. I think you average 18 and 18. Something crazy like that in the series. That might be a little lofty, but I'm going to go with 18 and 18 for Capella. And it's going down to the wire. I guess I'll take Houston, though. Houston in a tough series. Houston definitely taking it. But if you like old school basketball, you mentioned uh, what might go down in the paint. Gobert, yeah, he ain't having it down there. But if you look how similar their numbers are across the board here in Capella, both average 12 boards a game. Uh, when it comes to defensive rebounds, you got Capella at eight, Gobert at nine. Offensive rebounds, it flips a little bit. You get four for Capella and, and Gobert at nine. So, I mean, three, I'm sorry. So, if you're looking for some old school basketball down there, because that's basically where it's going to go down. I, I don't think we have any uh, – you know, uh, any difference in opinion on who's going to win this series. But if you're looking for a battle down low at several aspects, that might be what you want to watch right there. Um, Chris Paul, yeah, he's he's going to eat up whoever's uh, – eat, anybody alive that's checking it. Donovan Mitchell, you did mention, he's going to exhaust all of his, uh, you know, everything on the offensive end. Who else do they really have who's going to be that consistent score? Like, once you look at that squad, you know, Gobert does chip in 15. But beyond that, they're pretty level, man, 12, 11, 12. Um, and it's just not enough points. Even if they were to get out of this round, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be enough points in the next, but they're not going to get out of this round. Wouldn't be surprised if they win two games, but I'm going to give them one in this one. I think, I think, Houston, I think Houston puts it to them. It's going to so. be a good series, though. I look forward to that one. Uh, people like to sleep on watching Utah. Like, we still – and the mindset of pick and roll and, and Stockton and Malone. And that was boring. Like, I understand. It was Utah's Utah, boring. Man. Boring to watch. What is Utah? Especially when they add Utah. Like, it's just a bunch of old white people sitting around in Utah. That's, <laughs> that's the thing. It's just like, what is this? Why? Not, not that most NBA, you know, people close to the floor aren't white. Like, you know, that's what it is. But. Dale Jones is just something different. It just has a different feel to it. It just feels dry, even though the crowd is hype. It just feels dry. They can have because it. it's Utah. They can. It's just Utah. They can have it. Yeah, I'm gonna let them have it. They that. can have it. <laughs> Russ said they can have it too. So that's. <laughs> so look, that's it for basketball, man. Hey, before we roll out, man, did you want to mention something about your boy Nip? Did you did you did you catch the uh, the uh, the memorial joint the other day? Oh yeah, but one last basketball point, real quick. Just throw it out there. My man Luke Walton got the boot. It was bound to happen. Uh, first of all, Magic, oh, yeah. that was crazy. The whole Magic Johnson uh, leaving the Lakers, quitting. He quit, you know, and I'm not mad at him. I have no problem, no qualms with anything Magic said, what he did, the press conference, none of that. I already knew what was coming. And if I was a smart man, I would have taken that bet. As soon as I saw Dave Yorger got uh, fired from Sacramento, I already knew what it was, and I should have looked it up and went ahead and made that wager at that point that Luke Walton would be the next coach of the Sacramento Kings because he got fired from the Lakers. Next day, he is the coach of Sacramento. Well, this is two days later now, but he is the coach of Sacramento. Uh, and I, I mean, it, it was expected. In my, in my opinion, it was expected. So where did the Lakers go from here? Up. I'm excited myself. I don't know if everybody is, but I'm excited. I saw that Monty Williams getting a look. I really yeah. love that. Even though I don't think he'll get the job, I'd love the fact that he's getting a look and they put the name back out in the circulation. 
That's my dude. Specifically because of the way he handled the death of his wife. And yeah. that whole funeral, that was crazy to me. And I will never like forget that joint. That was like one of the craziest shows of strength that, you know, I've seen somebody like do. Somebody I don't know that I would admire that, you know, how they handle a situation. Couldn't be me. I would sure. never, ever in life handle it that way. So respect to him. Still think the job's going to Tyron Lou. I won't be mad. I won't necessarily be happy because we've seen this story before. I would love to see Mark Jackson get this job. Don't think that's an I don't really, you know, think that's a thing. I don't know that Mark Jackson is really seriously in the running, but I guess we'll see. All I'm gonna say is I ain't look I ain't a Lakers fan, so whoever get the job, get the job, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but but I would be mad if Mark Jackson get the job. Not that I don't like Fizdale, but you know, we've been screaming for Mark Jackson for a minute. So yeah, I'll be upset if y'all get him. But Hey, look, it, it is what it is. Shout out to Luke Walton. He get to stay over there on the west side, just in a different uh, different location. And it, it is what it is. We'll find out more about uh, what he can do for this squad and uh, how successful he'll be once the season cranks. But that that happened real fast, like real fast within a day. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, but your boy, uh, you know, they, they, did, they did the joint uh, – the sending home joint for your boy Nipsey Hussle the other day, man. Did you happen to catch it? I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, I saw most of the memorial. And, you know, when it started, like, first of all, I, I'm i glad that I learned about memorials because when they had the Nelson Mandela Memorial, I was like, what is this? People out here taking selfies and, you know, it was it was unexpected, but I didn't know anything about memorials. I had never seen, never heard of, never thought about a memorial. I just knew funerals. But this was a memorial service for Nelson Mandela, and I was like, oh, okay. After it was explained to me, I understood. Then I actually went to one. <clears throat> excuse me, went to one for my man Marcel Robinson when he passed. It was a memorial, more more than a funeral. It was a memorial, and it was a celebration of his life. So it was like a party. It was like a, you know. It was like a party. It was it was it was yeah. a good time. So seeing that prepared me for this because you know I knew it wasn't gonna be a, oh what was me it was gonna be sad all day type thing. But bruh, when they came on and they was playing everything, uh, yeah, yeah, the regular version, the raw version. I was like, oh, yeah. BT, ABC, NBC, they ain't playing this joint. Ain't no way. <laughs> they can't play this. I, didn't, I don't even know how they thought they were going to play this. But that joint was live, man. I enjoyed it. I really, really, uh, I enjoyed it from from the music to the stories to, to, you know, seeing his family up there and, like, everybody. It was great. It was, it was well well done. But I know it was some people at home that was like, "Oh my gosh, these lyrics! I cannot believe we're listening to this at somebody's." And they've got funeral. and they've got ministers they were thinking in funeral. there too. They got this. <laughs> and that, but that was the dope yeah. part. That was dope. That was dope yeah. to me because a lot of ministers are gonna be like, "No, nah, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't put myself in this type of situation." But yeah. it's not a situation. I mean, this is this is what his life was. What his life is, and. You know, and it ain't about you. (laughs) 
So if you want to if you want to deliver a message, then deliver the message to people who you may think need to hear the message. Then then do that. But I mean, you don't control the circumstances around you. You just control how you handle those circumstances. I thought it was great though. I loved uh, the ministers. The family was the the best part for me, especially his brother Sam. Like Sam. Uh, and his story is about his brother and Snoop. I got to shout out Snoop as well with his stories about Nipsey. Uh, it was great. It was it was well handled, and the family seemed to be strong. You know, they seemed to be yeah be not handling it well, but they seemed to handle that day well as far as the whole the whole thing. So shout out to the family, respect to Lauren London kids. Mom, dad, all of them. Man. It was well done. Definitely well done. Respect to the fam for me as well and everybody involved. Um, and Arvin, you know what was crazy? We were at Arvin's party last night. He was continuously still thanking me for even posting that uh, that link into the group. And he was like, mm-hmm. he cannot get the opening out of his head. He said he just went slam off when they came out and they went live the way they did. And um, matter of fact, you mentioned that several times to me last night. I said my, my brother was feeling this, but I was too. But yeah, it, it, it was good and, and, it, and it was great, and it, and, it, and it shared a lot of light on a lot of things. Um, of no matter what your what a person's uh, background is, they can always touch other people, um, especially when they make moves for the positive. So you you got to find out for a a less. I mean, let's let's be real. A lot of people. Before this, probably really had no idea who Nipsey Hussle was. Unfortunately, they had to True. find out the way that they found out, right? But True. it's amazing to see when a lesser-known uh, figure or artist in, in, in a particular game uh, goes through something like this, you get to see how many people of note or people that you do know and the bigger names that not only know this dude but love and respect this dude. And we saw that not only at the memorial, but we've seen it across social media, you know, with, uh, you know, T.I. and the game and these cats going down there buying out dudes' stores, um, you know what I'm saying, supporting his businesses, cats catching, uh, getting a little upset by some of the younger generation and disrespecting this dude. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Barack Obama, Barack Obama gave a dude a shout-out. He sent his condolences you know, so that just tells you something, man. And I'm not going to be one of those cats that's going to sit here in line and tell you that I had every Nipsey Hustle album of every, all of his music because I didn't. Matter of fact, I may own only a couple of tracks in my library right now. But I was well aware of who he was and what he did and what he stood for. And I'm trying to think, even the tracks that I don't have, I'm trying to remember if he ever even made a song, because I hear him all the time. I've even streamed a lot mm-hmm. of this stuff way before this even happened. That I, I don't know if I've ever heard a song of his that I didn't like, but I love what he what he became to stand for, man. Indeed, indeed. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's what it is. That's what it is. So, and I, I think it's great that the, uh, the city has changed or is in the process of changing the name of that that corner where stores are to to Nipsey Hustle Square, I believe it's gonna be called. So that's dope. Uh, that's quick. That's a quick turnaround for somebody yeah. passing 
and and something like that happening. So respect to him and and the whole the whole sport. I can't say I hadn't seen that many brothers in the Staples Center in a minute, man. It was all love, though. <laughs> yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. Shout out to Nip and the family. That's all I got, man. We got a great day of basketball, man. Look, I told you I'm going to have to uh, suffer through uh, some things today, but I'm going to get through them. <laughs> Keep on pumping this good old uh, Dasani water and all that, and I'll be good uh, by the time uh, – the uh, Game of Thrones comes on tonight. I'd be good. I'd be good. It is what it is. Then I'd be cracking sure. another cold one. <laughs> uh, indeed. indeed. Yeah. All right, man. That's all I got. You got anything else when you roll out? Thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks for joining the group, being part of the group, staying active, keeping it popping, all that good stuff. Uh, catch me on Twitter at Smitty Source. Instagram, source underscore Eskoska, E-S-H-K-O-S-H-K-A. No doubt. I'm your boy Prime. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Prime SBK. If you don't know the SBK, is the sports bar kingpin. That would be me. Um, and like Sora said, please join our group. We've got, uh, we've got a few new members this week. Welcome to those new members, and we're going to keep on growing. On Facebook, that is the Sports Bar Podcast, SBP. So we'll keep on rocking with y'all. We'll be back probably in a few days or later in the week or this time next week. We don't even know yet with more basketball and whatever else we feel like talking about. But until then, we up out here. Appreciate y'all. Yeah.